welcome to Accessible Astrology. I am your host, psychotherapist, and astrologer, Eugenia Crock. In this podcast, I allow astrology to become accessible, to take astrology out of only the head and place it softly into our hearts. Astrology is nature. As the sun rises, so do we. When it is dark and cold outside, we hibernate. And in the middle of the night, with the moon full above, we howl. The ancients understood that the earth and that we as individuals are part of a great ecosystem of outer and inner space, both reflecting one another. However, when we truly understand astrology, we can use it in many harmful ways. With this knowledge, we have the power to hurt others and mostly ourselves. Here, we will learn the ethics of being an integral astrologer. We will learn how to use this information to benefit and heal from, not to live in fear of. And while astrology gives us the keys to the universe, our life is ultimately ours. We determine the fate of our destiny by choosing love, by choosing gratitude, by choosing honesty, by choosing faith. No matter the challenges or the rewards, the perspective of our lives is ours alone. The ancients who developed astrology looked above to guide their world and their earthly creations. In this podcast, I guide your eyes off of your chart into the heavens above and then deep into your own knowing. To explore your chart with me and to join the community, visit AccessibleAstrology.com. Let's learn astrology. Let's converse. But always, let's remember to breathe. Hello, beautiful community, astrology lovers and enthusiasts, and to those of you new to astrology, welcome. I am Eugenia Crack. I am a trained psychotherapist and a practicing astrologer of 10 years. This is my podcast, Accessible Astrology. I'm so pleased my voice has come to you, landed in your ears in the big ocean of astrologers out there. I'm so honored to to be in your life, even for a short time or a long time. It is amazing to be in the journey, on the path with so many amazing people. This work I do as an astrologer continues to get cooler and cooler all the time, and I absolutely adore it. I absolutely love it. I love connecting with other individuals who are helping one another through the process of understanding astrology and using it to then integrate into our lives. And this is kind of what today's episode is going to be about. It is all about Saturn, and it's a good one. You know, Saturn, we talk about the archetype of him. We talk about the energy of him. We talk about what he looks like in the sky. And it's really, to me, the more I form a relationship with Saturn, the more I love him. I really fucking love him. (laughs) 
I think it's hard to go from being a child when you think the world is unlimited and your time is unlimited. And literally neurologically, that is what's happening in your brain. In the Saturn turn, your frontal cortex is coming into its full um, being in your brain. And by 30, your brain is fully developed. And part of the development of the frontal cortex is the, the development of recognizing that we have consequences. <laughs> the actions of our lives or the inactions of our lives have incredible consequences. So if we have a dream, a goal, and we're not pursuing it, time waits for no one. If we uh, are trying to pursue a goal and that's all we're doing and we're missing out on other things, time waits for no one. This is Saturn. He teaches us adulting. <laughs> and yeah, it's a little hard, especially for the younger generations as we weren't really given tools to actually be adults. We were given tools to, uh, you know, read a chemistry book that was really helpful and uh, learn, you know, long division math and things of that nature. But nobody was teaching us the whole thing about like credit cards and grocery shopping and paying bills on time. But Saturn teaches us that uh, Saturn's role is that in our lives to teach us responsibility, to teach us to step up and be accountable for our lives and, and to recognize that accountability is really gold and, and we can only do that for ourselves. No, no parent is going to come in and teach us that. And that's what we talk about in today's episode. We also go into the program that Dana and Sandy have developed to help individuals going through Saturn return, but also just like going through anything Saturn. Uh, Saturn squares are interesting, Saturn opposition, Saturn two a house or to a sign or to a planet is always interesting. And this course that these gals are offering is incredible, I think. And that's why I brought them on the show. And that's why I'm an affiliate for this program, because I believe in what they're doing. And I would have loved support during my own Saturn return, which was particularly dark because I have Saturn in Scorpio. Uh, conjunct Pluto opposing the moon. To those of you new to astrology, essentially what that means is my 27 to 30 year period. So from age 27 to age 30, for me, it was a bit darker. Uh, I've heard plenty of people who have amazing Saturn returns um, from the age of 27 to 30, roughly. This all depends on your natal chart. Uh, some people have really loved it. I've talked to people like, oh, that's when I got married and had a family and all my dreams came true. So it's it's going to be different for everybody. Everyone has a really unique experience, but if you're kind of going through the growing pains of becoming an adult, this is a great space that these girls are offering to support you during that time. And we're going to talk all about that and all about Saturn. What is Saturn? What is Saturn return? And so on. If you do want to join their free webinar on April 5th, it's going to go into like a lot more details. Just go to bit.ly.com slash Saturn 333. That's bit.ly.com slash Saturn 333. These girls are hip. They're from Brooklyn and Joshua Tree. And they told me everyone knows what a bit.ly is, but I'm from Colorado. So <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue what it is, but follow that link and you can sign up for the webinar there. And, um, and they're going to talk to you all about it and how they're going to be able to support you and also what you can do to support yourself during that process. Um, uh, so that's fun. I'm excited about that. And I, I, uh, 
yeah, I just, I wish I had known about this when I was 27 and 30. I mean, when I started learning astrology and practicing it a decade ago, nobody I knew knew astrology except for Danielle, my previous co-host of the podcast and one other individual. And I was just out there on my own during my Saturn return you know, I knew everything about Saturn return because I was an astrologer, but everyone thought it was crazy. Now, you know, astrology is quite common. And so it's not that unusual. However, that's the benefit or that not the however, but that is the benefit of astrology becoming more woven into the consciousness of, of our current social structure is that we have lots of people now to help support us through these these things. Um, I'm going to be having a webinar actually soon about Uranus and how to work with Uranus. And I'll be talking a lot more about that on the next episode. Um, so that's great. Uh, so a couple of quick, quick announcements on my end. I'm on social media. Finally, this is something I'm actually doing. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in it. I like it. I'm really involved with it. I am my first house perfected year of Gemini. Uh, so I want to, and my, my ruler of my chart is an Aquarius in the ninth house. Like I want to connect with all of you. So please be sure to follow me on Instagram at a minimum. That's where I'm going to be spending most of my time accessible astrology. There's an underscore, uh, uh, pretty easy to find that. And I actually started my own personal Instagram page with like photos I've taken from all around the world because I've been lucky to have traveled, I think, I've traveled like 28 countries at this point. And uh, this is a, a page, Eugenia Crock, um, also an underscore where you can kind of see photos from my travels. And uh, my, my travels have shaped me, of course, and shaped the work I do as an astrologer. And um, so that's fun if you want to follow on that. Also right now, because Accessible Astrology is in such a massive flux, a massive change, I am going to be changing the structure. This is a Saturn, isn't it? It's actually my Saturn square with uh, my business in a, in a sense. I started at Reed Charts 10 years ago, but I really came out as an astrologer seven years ago. So I'm in my, my Saturn, my first Saturn phase of my business, and it's getting restructured, of course. And so because restructuring is happening, um, pricing and all that stuff is going to be happening as well. And it's going to get really organized and clean and neat. And I can't wait to share it with you all as it unfolds. Uh, so before all those changes happen, I want to get as many of you, many of you in for readings right now, um, while I'm available for that. And while the prices are where they're at, and because of that, you will get 25% off a reading booked during March of 2019. Just go to accessibleastrology.com, book now, and use the coupon code toolbox when checking out. And that's on all of my readings, including relationship readings. So if you have been interested in doing that with like you and another, great. Relationship readings are good for both you and anybody. Um, uh, so uh, those are some announcements. Also, one of the things that's happening in the podcast, I'm starting to talk about us as practitioners, I know a lot of you who are listening to this right now are already becoming astrologers, which is amazing. And it's a little dangerous, not going to lie. And I talk about this all the time. The work as an astrologer is way more serious than I think people recognize. I've always mentioned astrologers are kind of like doctors. I know when I open a chart, I can basically see someone's life 
right? You know, I'm not going to be able to see everything. It, you know, there's a lot, to, uh, you know, you know, but it is, it's kind of a very uh, vulnerable place to be as a client for someone to just be able to see you, like see you, see what you struggle with, see what maybe you've been hiding, see what your hopes are, see what your fears are. It's a really, really important thing being an astrologer. And because this is the wild west of healing, because this is the wild west of astrology, there aren't people keep peeping, keep, keep keeping people accountable. And one of the things, of course, I want to do on this podcast is, is help you become a more responsible, accountable, integral astrologer. And also as a client, right, to, to know that all astrologers are not perfect. So at the end of this episode, these girls are going to ask a really cool question. I'm asking all my guests from now on, what's your biggest fuck up as a healing practitioner? And my hope is that you all will learn from this, learn from our mistakes. I have made countless mistakes as an astrologer and I want to share, start sharing those mistakes with the world because that's how we learn is through fucking up. Failure is the key to success. And so it's important that we remember that astrologers don't have it fully figured out, nor does any particular healer. And as a, as a astrologer or a healing practitioner, or as a client, it's important to keep all this in mind always. So stay tuned for their answer at the end of the episode. So feel into this one, Saturn, he, he teaches us growth. He, he teaches us limitation and, there's so much nourishment in that. And, you know, a lot of people actually think of Saturn as like a feminine archetype. And I, I, I had an episode about the council of grandmothers and cancer and Capricorn, and we go into that, but it really is like Saturn. When we learn containment, we become free. Just think about that one for a little bit. So enjoy this episode. So much love to all of you. Stay tuned to all of the amazing changes from my restructuring. And I really love that you're listening to the podcast and be sure to subscribe to it. Stars and reviews are incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. Enjoy. All right. Well, we've just been having a very fun conversation already. So I'm excited to share in all of you amazing listeners into our conversation about Saturn today. So Sandy and Dana, welcome to Accessible Astrology <laughs> Podcast. Hi. So happy to be here. Yay. Good. So um, gosh, where do we start? We were just talking about serial killers and cult leaders. Yeah, um, so how do we, we you know, weave away from that? <laughs> something more serious. The rules, Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Sure. Right here, justice. Right. Oh, so much. There's so that's, much. That's right. So I think what we'll do is I'd love you ladies to introduce yourselves to begin with, uh, with who you are. How can people find you? And also uh, your chart information. I think people like to look at people's chart information when they're listening to guests. And we'll use some of the examples from your lives in today's talk as well. So Sandy, why don't you introduce yourself to begin with? Great. So hi, I'm Sandy Citron. Um, I am an astrologer, also a hypnotist. And I use astrology and hypnosis together at times, not always, but I like to bring them together because 
I find that with astrology, we can bring up all these new conscious insights and it's so enlightening and that by itself can create tons of change and growth. And I love seeing that for my clients. Um, but I also was seeking a deeper subconscious kind of healing that I could help people with. And that's when I found hypnosis. So I use that with people to sometimes to take this kind of like deep insight and new conscious understanding from astrology and then um, help to shift and create new patterns in the subconscious mind, positive new changes. So that's what I like to do with people. And my website is sandycitron.com. My last name is S-I-T-R-O-N, so Sandy Citron with an S, not with a C. Um, <laughs> and my Instagram is Sandy Citron, too, so pretty straightforward. And this cool. is my lovely birthday twin, business yes. partner, Yeah. Yes, Dana, tell us about yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, so, hi, I'm Dana Balicki. Um, I live out in Joshua Tree, California. Their Joshua Tree is right over here. Oh, <laughs> so cool. Um, I've been out here for about four years. I was in New York for a decade before that. Um, and I'm a transformational coach. So what that means when people are like, what is that? It's like, well, I don't know. It's life coach. You know, I mean, it's like whatever you, you know, we're sort of all like just making up, you know, all the names. I have friends who do the same work and they're like, I'm a quantum mentor. I'm like, great. <laughs> right. So whatever it is, like we're here, um, to, I'm here to really support people through deep life transformation. Um, and that looks a lot of different ways. It's, it's usually, um, really set in like mindset work, deep emotional work, as well as energy work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I've been doing, you know, I came to this work as an activist and political organizer for well over 10 years. And, um, and really found that like, you know, I wanted to help us be better activists or like better humans or, you know, for lack of a better sort of framework about like how I wanted to show up and help people. And I did my own inner work and then found myself really called to support others, especially creatives. Um, I work with also, you know, all different kinds of folks mm -hmm. uh, to really help them find courage and confidence and clarity in their work and their life and their love. And, um, you know, we, I, we go deep into all areas of life. Everyone's so different and beautiful. So, um, yeah, so you can find me over at danabalicki.com and I'm, I'm Dana Blix, B-L-I-X on Instagram. That's where I'm most prolific. Uh, and, uh, my birthday, right? Yeah. 10, 6, 80. Um, and, uh, 8.58 AM Los Angeles, California. And mine's 10.880, a.m. in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Awesome. Awesome. So just to give listeners an idea just quickly of these gals' charts, uh, they're pretty amazing. Um, the, there's one major difference, and that's that Sandy is a Sagittarius rising and Dana is a Scorpio rising. But other than that, they basically have the same identical um, charts. And the moon, of course, is in a different a spot because of the two days of difference, mm -hmm. uh, but just two really strong Libra characters, and um, <laughs> we can say that again. Yeah, and some strong Scorpio characters. We we were talking about that just before we got on the podcast, and mm -hmm. having been just now in this like intense Scorpio moon transit the last just like a couple of days or whatever, um, I. I'm starting to really get Scorpio more and more as I get older. And it is sometimes incredibly painful, incredibly dark. Uh, but I always notice from that point of like that dark 
point is that moment to shift like our, our being in that moment of absolute uh, unraveling and um, um, darkness in a, in a sense. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today because we're talking about the Saturn return and Saturn as, as an archetype uh, and not just the Saturn return. We'll kind of maybe mention Saturn squares and oppositions, but sometimes uh, we refer to Saturn return as like the hero's journey. And sometimes it is, we go through the innermost cave at certain points. And, uh, and so I just think it's amazing that both of you are doing the work to hold the space for people in that, uh, because that's a, can be a dark space from time to time. And it's a very powerful place of, of change. And that's what Scorpio gives us, uh, the ability to do. So I just, am really taken by that, that piece in your charts. Um, yeah, this work keeps us honest, you know, mm. like, we have to we have to keep doing that deep Scorpio work at every juncture because yeah. that's what we're holding space for. So yeah, you know, it's always you know a big as we'll talk about like a big part of our work together is like okay how can you look at the underlying can you look at the underlying beliefs that need to actually shift and heal? Mm -hmm. And so when I have something come up in my life, I have to say okay, Sandy, what's really going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. just skimming. And what happens, you know, and, and maybe we'll talk more about this is that like when Sandy and I are doing the work and, and like, you know, in a, in a time where we're like really putting, um, you know, the, the work out there and, you know, like doing a launch and, and talking about our course and inviting people in, you know, it's like, we really go through it, you know? <laughs> and like, I mean, of course that has to do with like, you know, with all the astrology and all the different transits and things that are happening when we're you know, when we're doing that, but it's like, it, it become like this work to offer it becomes mm -hmm. like a big invitation mm -hmm. for us to like do deep inner work. So every time we do it, you know, we're like, okay, here we go. Are you yeah. ready? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Your hats and glasses. Cause it's so, right. it's right. so real. And there's no way to do this kind of like deep work without, well, I just yeah. don't think that it would be, you know, like Sandy said, it keeps us honest. Like there would be no way to do it like with a level of integrity. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think too, you know, both of your charts, you both have Mercury and Scorpio, Uranus and Scorpio and Mars and Scorpio. So this is something you like, you want to be in that space with people, right? You want to be in that, um, holding space of, yeah. of that transformation, um, which, is the benefit of having strong indications of Scorpio in one's chart, you know, is uh, like myself, I don't have as much Scorpio and I don't as much want to be <laughs> in there <laughs> much in my life. I'd rather be in my head and, you know, all these other places besides that space of having to uh, acknowledge these roots that are influencing me that are painful from time to time. And, um, uh, so, so let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about Saturn. What's up with fucking Saturn? What's his deal? And, um, and then we'll get into this, this, this course that you girls are working on or just, you know, we'll all just talk about the general idea of what Saturn return is in addition to maybe some other transits, but let's start with Saturn. Who is yeah. this guy? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Saturn is our big teacher. Saturn's kind of handing out the syllabi and mm -hmm. saying like, hey, 
you remember you signed up for this course, you came to college, like you, you're paying for the credits. Like you can't keep skipping class, like stop talking to your friends in the back of the room, like here and do the work, you know? (laughs) And so it is, you know, I like to think of Saturn as this like reminder when Saturn comes into our lives, it's really just reminding us of our own goals, our own life purpose, our own path, you know, to stay in alignment. So Saturn's this kind of, the teacher metaphor really works because Saturn's holding this energy mm-hmm. of show up. I'm here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, as soon as you move too far out from what your intention is, you'll remember, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll remind you mm-hmm. like, like there'll be some kind of external limitation that will show up mm-hmm. that's reminding you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, this energy, you can think of these, uh, you know, we all have our own experience with that teacher and our own natal chart and what that is, how we are relating to that part of ourselves, that part of ourselves that maybe sometimes is showing up as the inner critic, showing up in a way that can, has gone wrong a little bit. And that criticism, self-criticism is kind of, um, it's, it's hurting us a little bit. Oh, you're, I'm not doing a good enough job. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I, my fingernails are dirty. My right. hair isn't brushed. Like I'm not showing, I'm not in alignment with who I'm supposed to I'm be in this traditional, right. in the tradition that I've been presented with in the world that I live in. Mm-hmm. So that, that internal Saturn can sometimes come out that way as this critic. Sometimes it can come out though, you know, especially after some life experience has taken place, it can come through as this real sense of inner authority mm-hmm. and our own sense of like our, experience and our our real like expertise that we we are showing up in integrity that's the best when you feel like oh i know i i know what i want to do here and how i want to show up and i'm i'm living up to like who i'm trying to be and who i want to be there's this feeling of confidence that comes mm-hmm. from that and this feeling of like internal alignment of just like yeah you know yes maybe there's going to be issues maybe there will be limitations but i know that I'm really feeling in alignment with myself and my purpose and that I'm steady. Mm-hmm. And that skeleton mm-hmm. is strong. Saturn rules like the skeleton in our internal structure. So like, yeah, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with it, like, because I have that integrity. So that's kind of, you know, those are two different ways that Saturn can show up in our own psyche. Mm-hmm. Not all the ways, but you know, two of them. <laughs> and then there's also Saturn, the yeah, Saturn kind of coming in at these different key moments, mm-hmm. different transits, which could be, you know, the ones that we're going to talk about the most would be like the Saturn return, um, a Saturn square, a Saturn opposition. But of course you could also have your, you know, Saturn conjunct your natal sun or, you know, Saturn square your natal Pluto. I don't know. <laughs> We're yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And of course, you know, Saturn just uh, from a kind of like astronomical perspective, um, I'm a big stargazer. You know, I, I was lucky to have a home in the middle of the mountains here in Colorado for quite a while. And um, I have neighbors, uh, I don't live there anymore, but had neighbors who are NASA scientists. And so I've been able to view pretty much every planet through a really nice telescope. And uh, when you're looking into space, every planet is unique and 
shocking and stunning in its own way, but Saturn just kind of kicks you in the face. You know, it's just like, what, what is that? That looks like a spaceship. It just, it's just this ball with this massive ring around it. And it's, it's so distinctively unique when you actually look at it in the night sky. And I think the feeling of that feels to me like you know, when you think, when you see those pictures of UFOs from like the fifties and things of that nature, I think they were just describing Saturn because they look the same as the planet from through a telescope. And it kind of gets you thinking about like, Oh God, what if aliens come? How will I protect myself? And it gets you into a Saturn consciousness, right? Into this idea of, Oh gosh, like I'm limited on this earth and we don't really know what's out there. And, um, what am I going to do with my time? And of course, Saturn is Kronos. He's the God of time. He's father time. And I know for me personally, (laughs) it's like one of these things, like, again, like the unconscious becoming conscious. I, I, I like to believe I have like my shit together, but oftentimes as I get older, I recognize I don't understand time, right? Like I'm always not able to get everything done in a day that I that I just assume I'm going to be able to get done. I'm like, Oh, of course I'll do that. And as I get older, time gets shorter and I am having to re identify my time on this planet. Right. I'm older. I'm, uh, you know, I only have so much time to have children, let's say, or to, um, uh, to, to do certain things with my life. And every time a Saturn transit comes, I think that's part of it too. It just, again, it kicks you in the face and says, you are limited you will die. And you have a, a certain amount of time to get these things done. And like you said, you, you signed up, you came here for whatever reason, might as well do it. Right. And that's the, the kind of energy I, I like to think of Saturn as well. He just, he reminds you that you are limited. And I had a, a mentor tell me once that uh, limitation like um, sets you free. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you recognize you are limited, you are, you're free, right? Because you, it gives you wings when you know you only have a certain amount of time. And uh, anyway, so mm-hmm. just a thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love that I actually just wrote down, you are limited, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put that post in. Yeah. I was like sticking up right there. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know what I think is so interesting, at least, you know, I just like a little bit of like my own journey leaving New York a few Mm. years ago to come out four years ago now to come out here to the desert and this whole thing, you know, I think a lot about time. Um, and I'm, you know, like, and then I'm also like a total like sci-fi fantasy, like, you know, Mm -hmm. junkie. And, um, so I think about a lot, think a lot about time in a lot of different ways, but, Mm. you know, this idea of like working with Saturn, cause like, yes, these limitations do come up and, and I, you know, I love the way you're, you're putting it out like, Oh, right. Like one of them is, you know, we do talk about this a lot in our work together and Kronos and the father time. And, and yes, this like confrontation of like, okay, I only have so much time and it's like, great. Well then what's the most valuable thing? Yeah, like yeah. what's most important? Right. And I really think that like, that's the, the beautiful lesson from Saturn, like the opportunity, one of the many, many opportunities that Saturn gives us and why someone who's not an astrologer can like geek so hard on planetary energy in particular, you know, with Saturn is like, you know, this idea, this opportunity to like, 
okay, well, what's most important to me, right? And like, and, and what's most, in, and, and am I, am I, do I know what that is? Do I even know how to know what that is, right? Can I let myself want what I want? Can I recognize that I'm in a total crazy swirl that is perpetuated by, you know, the world that we live in? And can I learn to slow down, right? And I think that sometimes that feels counterintuitive too with some Saturn stuff. And I'm sure some other like, you know, sprinkling of all the stuff that you, you two are really good at and know. Um, but of that like, oh, I've got to do more. I've got to make it all happen. I've got, okay, like I've got the, this many things to do on a day, you know, in a day. And, I, and to start to be like, well, like, is my life a series of time slots to be filled? Like, maybe not, right? Like, how am I making room to really like know myself and like to really see what's most important and to design my life around it? So even though there's like this, you know, really beautiful, like you are limited, you will die, you know, sort of confrontation. Um, I feel like it's just the most really potent, beautiful invitation to, to get clear about what's most important to you. And then, and then to go there, you know, whatever. And then to like, start to cultivate the courage to like go there. Cause you might be like, oh, well I thought, here's what I thought was really important. Right, which comes up a lot, a lot of times in the return. Oh, here's how I thought I was going to be. Here's what I thought was going to be so important. And then we're confronted with like, but maybe that's not what I actually want. That's not how I want to spend my time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, a little tangent on, on time. Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I think it's beautiful. I think the Saturn return, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's we're talking. We'll talk about it. We're going to get into it. Twenty-seven to thirty, roughly. I think that's exactly what it does. Is it? It starts to individuate you hard from your childhood, right? And that is our childhood. We are living the time of our parents or our culture or our society, and we do what they tell us to do because you know. Like if I had a choice to have gone to public school at six o'clock in the morning, I wouldn't have done it as a kid. You know, if I, as an adult, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Right. I wouldn't wake up at six o'clock and go learn math. Um, and so, so as we go through these, these every seven year cycles, right. We have these moments that are the structure of our life starts to shift the, the, um, the values. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, thinking of it as kind of like, ruling Capricorn, Sagittarius comes before Capricorn, like know your values and then structure your world around those. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, we see at seven years old, the teeth fall out. First big bone structural change, 14 puberty, 21. Um, you can drink. Yeah, that shit show, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. Yeah, exactly. You can drink and like really mess up your life. And then there's 20 and there's 27 and a half or whatever you want to call it. And we come to a new point of, wait a second, what am I doing with my time? You know, I'm going to be 30. I, is this the, the job I want? Is this the, the kind of partnership I want? I might've had kids. Maybe I didn't. Is that what I wanted or is that what I do want ultimately? Um, and, and so on. And so we have this amazing moment at the end of our twenties to really evaluate the point. And I think each next seven years, you know, I'm in a Saturn square myself right now, I'm not quite in it, but I'm leading into it. And it feels like Saturn return. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. It feels mm -hmm. pretty much like the same. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so maybe that's actually a, a good place to start is how you girls experienced your own Saturn return at the age mm -hmm. where 
again, you were being asked to individuate from your childhood and discern your time more with more wisdom and what that looked like for you, because both of you have Saturn in Libra, Sandy, you have in the 11th, uh, Dana in the 12th. What was that like? What did, what was yours, your thing? You know, we know Libra's relationships. So, um, what did, what was yours about? Yeah. Um, yeah, mine was a, you know, there's like kind of like a Jerry Springer, if anybody knows that <laughs> reference, like long drawn out version that I won't go into, <laughs> but, but you know, long story short, like my whole family structure and like my mm. closest parent that all got like rearranged so that I felt like I lost a parent. It's mm. not what happened, but that's how it, it was in effect. That is what happened. Totally. You know? So that was the whole, that was like, Oh, who am I? And what am I doing? And, and have I all my life up until now had these really faulty relationship patterns Mm. based on my childhood. Mm. And now I have to look at and understand, like, I can't keep like making myself a doormat and like trying to take care of everyone else. Like, it's not going to work. Like it, You can't live like that. There's no, you know, but that was, that all got spurred right at my Saturn return. Like, like, and then, um, it took probably two years to kind of integrate yeah. to a point where I was like, okay, I think I understand this. And I think I have some skills now. Yeah. But yeah. yeah was- I think 32 is kind of where you're like, I'm kind of an adult now. Like you're not quite there, but you're kind of like, I can walk again. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, my legs are new. I'm walking with new legs, but I can walk. It's like the, it's like we're reborn and we're infants during the, or we're like dead and then we're reborn at the return. And then we start to like come out and we're like, what is the world like now? And then we start to walk. It feels like around 32, 33, Mm -hmm. um, that's when we started. We did work together, right? Yeah. 32 or 32? Dana was my life coach. Oh, we, oh, were, we were friends way before. We've been friends since we were 20 years old. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love that. So yours, Sandy, it sounds like, I think you brought up a great point about the parents. Um, Saturn, we know as the father, uh, you of course have the moon and Libra as well, the mother and the 11th house is a fun house to go through all that. And, uh, but yeah, it is. It is. You, <laughs> huh? I said a scary, scary fun house. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a freak show house, you know, it's, it's you know, <laughs> and, um, no, 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 it's, a, it's, you know, it's the 11th, um, very queried, but it does it. I think people recognize like, oh, my parents are going to die. Right. So something happens oftentimes where, um, through whatever means our mentors, our guides, our parents, whomever that might've been, we recognize they're not going to be here one day. Then what, how do I stand on my feet? Then how do I make sure my bills are paid? Then how do I make sure there's a roof over my head? Then when I don't have them to fall back on, are my finance? Oh shit. What about money? I need to know about money. And they're not there to reflect me. Yeah. To me. Totally. It's huge. It's like the father. It's that the, the protector, uh, whatever that was for us, maybe it's where we were living, our friends, whatever we start to recognize. Oh gosh, what if I don't have them one day? Um, Mm -hmm. how do I, will I be able to take care of myself? And, um, 
and what do I need to to sustain me in this world um, without that like father figure or whatever it might be. So Dana, how about for you? So I was, um, I was doing a lot of activism. So I was like a full-time political organizer, like all through sort of the anti-war, like George W. Bush era, like from college, all through that. And I was at, I think it was at like 27 and a half. It was like, I was just so burnt out. Mm, And, and I was like, I felt like I was in psychic crisis and I didn't know who I was. It was basically like, I had, I worked for like a a radical women's peace organization, like a grassroots group. And my, you know, my, my bosses were like these amazing dynamic women. And I was just like, I just wanted like, yes, yes, yes. I just wanted, you know, to like totally like yes to anything they said. And they asked for some crazy things. Mm. And I was like, sure. Yeah, I can make that happen. Cause it was like Mm -hmm. for the cause, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was, after doing that for several years, I was so burnt and, um, I was probably burnt out from college. Like, you know, all the stuff I did there was just like, I worked so hard to like achieve. It was just like that overachiever for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, coping mechanism. And then that people pleasing mechanism, you know, coping mechanism, there are a lot of mechanisms. And, mm-hmm. um, and I asked the universe for help. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I need, I need help. And I, yeah. I, think it's going to be a group of women, even though I work with only women. I'm like, but not them, (laughs) another group of women. And, um, and I found them and I, I did some really deep work with this organization that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but the project was, the program was called, we got issues and it was a group of young women, artists and activists and, and community leaders from around the country. And we worked together for one full year and dove deep, you know, had guidance, mm-hmm. um, to dive deep into our own inner stuff. And so that was really like a saving grace. Cause I didn't totally. know who I was outside of my job and my relationship with this like party, cute party kid, art boy, who's like now my husband. <laughs> <laughs> We just, we just celebrated like 13 years together. But at the time, you know, you're just like really cute and sexy. And I was like, but if I don't have him and I don't have my job, like that was that, you know, what you were just talking about, like, oh, without my parents. Well, for me, it was interesting because it was like, I, you know, and I've never thought about it this way when, whether I'm reading too much into it, but like without my partner, a man, mm-hmm. right. Without my boss, my boss, yeah. is my job, very women centric. It was sort of like without, they were sort of, and I had a lot of stuff with my mom that came up too, of course, but, sure. yeah. um, but it was like without those parental figures, without those defining figures in my life, who was I? And I had right. no idea. So I, you know, what you were saying is like totally so true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just in a little bit of a different way wasn't as much family based, but I had a ton of insight there around why I was a people pleaser. Of course, I went back to like mom and divorce and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did deep inner work and I learned the, the, the work that I teach now as a coach is what I learned, you know, what I learned at that time and changed right. my life. Right. Right. I mean, that's the medicine of Saturn return is it absolutely sets us on the path of our, of our next 28 years, it absolutely redirects us. Yeah. You know, I had going into Saturn return, I had thought, Oh, I'm going to be this person by 30. Right. I think everyone thinks that. And I just wasn't that fucking person. You know what I mean? I was a loser compared to what Mm -hmm. I had foreseen for myself. And that was kind of my medicine through Saturn was kind of the, um, maybe that's not what I'm supposed to be. 
And then yeah. it was like, ding, 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 you're supposed to be an astrologer. And I was like, what? <laughs> 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 like, that's what kept happening. Like people kept asking me to, you know, look at their charts and I'm like, why is this, this isn't what I thought I was like, this isn't what I want. This isn't the vision. And then you start to realize, oh shit, that was never my vision. That was someone else's. Right. That was like someone else's imagination. Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, you know, right. You know, if we have a child, of course we want them to experience the world in a certain way because we believe that feels good. And you know, and so it's up for each individual to grow up and find their own. And I love, I, I really want to point out the amazing thing. Sandy, you started yours with a Jerry Springer analogy. Um, Dana, you said something about yours being a bit more like, um, psych, um, psych- psychic crisis. Psychic crisis. And of course, Sandy's happened in the 11th house, which is J- Jerry Springer <laughs> land. Um, and yours was in the 12th psychedelic land. So it's, mm-hmm. you both had the experience of uh, the codependency element coming up because of that nature of Saturn being in Libra. And then you had that different flavor for the the one and the other. And, and I'll just share really quickly. I have Saturn and Scorpio. Um, conjunct Pluto, <laughs> opposing my moon and the ruler of my chart. And um, I found my experience to be very, very dark. I had a really, um, a lot of people I knew passed away. I think at one, I was, I was actually working in hospice during my Saturn return uh, at the beginning of it. And I think at one point in like a six month period, you know, I watched nine, 19 people die both through work, but also, um, through life. (laughs) Um, and not necessarily watch their last breath, but like had to say goodbye to quite a few people, which was okay, you know, and it really had me recognize. I think that's why I talk about this transit with a lot more morbid, you know, morbid bits because it was a morbid experience. And even going into my Saturn square, which is occurring in my eighth house, uh, you know, conjuncting Pluto um, in the South Node right now. You know, I cried. I'm going to be very honest. If any of you are watching the video, my eyes are pretty red because I cried until 5 a.m. last night uh, because things happened um, with the Scorpio moon that really were shocking <laughs> for my system. Like my Like my Saturn return, I was like, holy shit, like... I have to learn to take care of myself. That's just that. I mean, I, then the cards I was dealt, like I gotta, like, I have to learn, I have to figure this out. It's time. And, um, but I would have never known that I needed to figure out this piece at Saturn return because I didn't have these pieces established yet. Like I own a house that kind of hit me yesterday. (laughs) You know, I'm making a big decision about marriage and children and, um, my own personal family members and, you know, what role do I want to play in their end of life process and which is slowly starting to happen. And it is a very, wow, holy shit. Like, don't like you have a, a moment here on this earth, like don't fuck it up and you need to take care of yourself. Right. So, so I, I just wanted to share that as a, another example. Um, and mine is very related to my family uh, because of the Saturn moon opposition, but I think it is for all of us to an extent um, uh, separating, separating from the, the, the father, the mother. Um, right. That, I mean, that that nice structure. Every like, seven years. It's our first structure, right? It's yep, like, it is. The family is the first one that we know. I mean, that, you know, and you know, I think how we like to, to work with that is like, um, 
you know, it's like, yes, acknowledging, I mean, we do a lot of like talking obviously about like structure and foundation and then like going into like, you know, obviously like, as you were saying this sort of like differentiation, right. Where it's like reflecting on the original structure. Right. And then like, okay, well now what's, what's mine. How do I become more masterful and aware of my own structure? You know, and sometimes for some people that's like some fine tuning. And for some people it's like smash, burn down the whole thing to the ground and then start a slow rebuild, you know? And it's like, totally. I yeah, and that. that reparenting process, you know, you're yeah. taking care of yourself. That happened for me yesterday too. I had this weird, you know, with this, I don't, it's exactly what you're talking about with paranoia. Like mm. somebody jumped out and scared me, like a, you know, just like a regular kind of like, boo. Right, right, and right. I screamed and I was shaken for like 24 hours. I'm still right. kind of shaken. Like, I don't right. know why. It was just this trigger. Right. Right. But, you know, like I need to also look at myself and say, oh, you are stressed out. Maybe you need to take better care of yeah. yourself mm-hmm. and do a little reparenting and do a little soothing. Mm-hmm. And yes, Saturn is kind of the archetypical father energy, you know, not to be binary or, you mm-hmm. know, be very inclusive about that. That's the energy of like protection mm-hmm. and the energy of alignment mm-hmm. and saying, you know, like, hey, do you have everything you need? Are you good here on earth? Mm-hmm. And so like, at Saturn transits, we can kind of give that to ourselves yeah. and say like, Hey, I'm here. I'm taking care of little me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I feel like that came up during our Saturn square, which we were in our work together. Right. One of us had a Saturn square at a time that we were doing like opening up enrollment for, <laughs> for, right. for our program. I had it the right. first one. You had it the second one, yeah. right? Yeah. We had it all last year. Yeah. Right. I see. And, yeah. And there was, yes, there was definitely a lot of like check-in and reparenting happening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh mm-hmm. my God, we have to take care of ourselves. Right. Even when you think you're so good at it, you're like, no, totally, I'm exactly. not going to take care of myself. That's what I do. That's exactly. what I help other people do. And then you're like, oh my God. <laughs> And I think that's, oh God, the Pluto Libra generation of which I'm also a member of. It is, it's like, I'm like so good for my clients. I'm like always very, very there. I I feel very strong and confident and fatherly in a sense, right? Like I can hold that kind of be like, yeah, I think these are great things, you know? And then, you know, for myself, it's just a, it's a, it's a climb. And, and yeah, I think that's great. I think, um, I thought I was doing okay. And now the Saturn square is coming. I'm like, Oh no, you're not like you, well, you did, you're doing all right. You have done great. You're not, you know, you're just a kid, not, not a kid, but you're not, you know, <laughs> you've got, to, I've got time, you know? Um, Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So okay, there's more, <laughs> there's more uh, responsibility uh, uh, to me now. I have more now. A lot of people will have babies at the Saturn return or the Saturn or any of those seven year moments. And mm-hmm. I mean, having a kid, same idea, like, oh, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I have to not kill that person. That's a huge <laughs> responsibility, right? So, so, so what happens then? So, so I come to you <laughs> in my dark uh, Saturn return, just like <laughs> crying my fucking eyes out all the time. And I, and I, and I'm coming to you because I do need support. Right. And, and frankly, you should have a Saturn square one at some point because I do need some support. So and, and you're, and, you're invited. Okay. It's all, okay. It's work, work. I was going to, that was my first Regardless question. of where you're at. It does. Okay. Great. It's okay. That. So it's any phase. Yeah. 
any phase. Okay. I mean, okay. obviously we're focusing on these because they tend to, you know, we know yeah. that they're like these extra juicy, you know, potent times to leverage, but these being, yeah, like we really do tell people like we call it Saturn return workshop, but it is Saturn square workshop and Saturn opposition <laughs> workshop. Yeah. And if you know and your astrology and you're like, Oh, I've got Saturn junk my moon. It's Saturn junk my moon yeah. workshop. Right. You know? <laughs> come in because the work is this foundational work. So yeah. So, so you show up, yeah. you enroll, mm-hmm. you um, get access to all of the coursework. First, you're going to learn about your astrology, you know, which is really useful for, I know that the listeners are probably more kind of astro curious sure. and maybe more advanced. But, I like that astro curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, just like, just like astro nerds, just see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to surround myself with astro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of think we're geeks. Um, but you know, if you're curious on how we present it, like the first couple of lessons are about, um, you know, how to look at your chart and how to understand and think about Saturn, kind of what we were talking about a little bit more kind of in depth. Mm -hmm. And we'll send you your Saturn, your, well, I'll send you your astrology chart and a little report about your timing of your Saturn cycle that I write up for you. Mm -hmm. And then, so you do the first modules, all the kind of the astrology, like getting to know the astrology and there is a hypnosis session in there too to help you work for with these Saturn transits. Right. Um, and then the next module is Dana's work. So right. you wanna- well, and before right, we jump to there, just you know, there's like a you know, for yes, the astro curious or the people who are like, oh, I want to know more, right? There's like she's basically like baked in like a little astrology 101 sort of like yeah. mini course mm-hmm. into the work. Great. And then I mean, obviously, like she's a big nerd, and so she'll like she'll meet, you know, like what she's created. Like you can really geek hard yeah, yeah. with her if you want to, yeah, you know, or you can just sort of like you know, sort of take, we really always just say like, look, you know, like take what is really working for you, what's resonating for you. You can always come back. We'll talk more about timing and structure, but like, there's so much that like, you know, that you can get in that astrology part, whether you are like brand new or like super seasoned. Yeah. That's what I love about what she does. And I mean, there's so many things I love. (laughs) Um, so the, yeah, so then we take all the insight, and Sandy's are really like intuitive astrologer too. Like as I as I've noticed, where it just feels like there's a level of like sort of insight and availability and accessibility to understanding. Like I feel like she makes it really easy to like understand things that can get like really complex really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you take you know, and she guides through yes the the hypnosis and asks really beautiful journaling questions. So you come then into the second part of the work the coaching part and you've already like you're sort of like peeled back a bunch of layers right on like what is going on what am I feeling what am I experiencing so that when they come into the coaching part they're like really primed for like all right like what what am I what is going on and how am I going to move this energy right so it's like a lot of like sort of kicking things up looking at them and then we come into the coaching work and we start to like peel the layers back even more and um, I guide people through some basics around like manifestation and just like 
like understanding how our thoughts create our reality, which I actually really feel is very, quite structural and mm, Saturnian, right? Oh. So it's like you do deep mindset work. It's like, mm-hmm. how have you created your reality? And like, yeah. how have you internalized a bunch of someone else's reality? your parents reality right and like what's working and what's not working about that anymore and so then we go deep into mindset work we do some work around you know like deep emotional stuff to just like really understand like the information that your you know that your emotional body that your mental body that all your you know your spirit body like all the information that is available to you and helping you really like tap into it and you know, and, and sort of just like break down some of the, uh, some of these structures that aren't working anymore and that are so apparent, right. At this point and, and start to build a new, right. So it's not just about breaking down. It's also about visioning and really like clear tools and strategies for then how to like move forward. And like I was saying earlier, and as we were talking, like, how do you figure out and begin to really discover what's most valuable and important to you and then design your life around it? So that's really what they do for that. You know, like what we hold space for um, in the digital part. And then there's a a third part, which is sort of our rubber meets the road where we use, um, we take everything that's come before right through these two modules, all the insights, and we pair it with a seven day uh, like calendar of working with like the planetary energies of each day and then prompts for various life areas. So we move through, um, you know, like emotions and relationships and money and work and, and a few others, um, you know, one per week and then each day working with the planetary energy and doing prompts to help people just like go deeper into themselves and really um, you know, really practice and integrate. We feel like integration is so important. This isn't about like, do it, do it, do it, go. It's like, let it sink in. Let's build a new foundation. And so we have all that online coursework that people get access to and there's audios and Sandy does like some Saturn in the houses, audios, Saturn in the signs, right? So you can dig in deep there. We have tons of, of different bonuses and, and like a 60 day workbook with daily prompts and yeah, there's a lot. And then, um, we have bi-weekly, uh, bi-weekly live sessions. Do you want to talk about those real quick? Yeah. So twice a month. Um, we do a Q and A and anyone can, anyone in the course can show up and we'll, we do like, you know, I'll look at your chart and I'll talk about your chart with you. Dana will help you process your, um, coaching work that you're doing. So it's really rich Mm -hmm. to have that live time with us. And we, um, when you sign up for the course, you have a year access. So you can come. That's my question. yeah. 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 You can come like you know, we don't, we say like 18 times a year, it's probably going to be more like 20, but mm-hmm. we just like to build in a little buffer <laughs> and like do sessions with us where you get this really personal high touch experience. So right. it's pretty good. Yeah. And you yeah. get midwife through all this stuff at the beginning, right. you know, like a lesson per week. And so it ends up being a little over 12 weeks, right? So it's a little over three months. You'll get that sort of like midwifing, but then you have access to us. And there's a private Facebook group, um, which is a really sweet place. And people like one of our gals just like 
had a party for her Saturn returns, baked a Saturn cake. And like, anyway, um, you know, really sweet stuff happens. Amazing. Oh God. I wish my Saturn return birthday was that joyous. You, you know, I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's a big piece of it is just thinking about it out loud. When I was, I'm sure for you girls too, when I was having my Saturn return, I was the only one I knew who knew that I was having a Saturn return. Uh, Danielle, my previous co-host, she, she, uh, she was solid, uh, but I didn't really know anybody who knew astrology, a few people. Um, but you know, I would be like, my parents were like, why are you so depressed? I'm like, my Saturn return. You know, they just <laughs> didn't get it, right. They're like, what? What, what the fuck does that mean? Or any other friend. It was like, it was really hard for me to connect with people at the time because I don't want to have to explain what that was. Now I think, you know, I think enough people recognize. Yeah. It's way thing. more. Yeah. Yes, so many a people. lot of astrology. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's like songs about it now and yeah, right. references and movies and, yeah. uh, but that's, you know, the, you know, been, a, a work in progress, but I'm also looking here. I saw Dana on your, um, Instagram account, a, a Saturn return survival kit giveaway. Um, and I don't know if that is part of it, but I just think this is so clever. I mean, there's like a Saturn return tincture and, uh, a candle and a journal and a, <laughs> a Reiki infused prism Oracle. I don't, I know that's a giveaway, so yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I just think that's a, that's clever. You know, you know, that would be, a, I don't know what's in that tincture, but I could sure use some of that. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I have it right down here. Did you, did you make these? <laughs> yeah. It's like all oh. more, I think I got it after my Saturn return. Yes. We've got willow, yara, yarrow, chia, cool. desert lavender, black tourmaline, you know, Ooh. rose honey brandy. Maybe we'll just mm. take a little bit. Yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, saw this. Sister like, yeah. Sister Spinster. Anyway, the giveaway is over. We haven't announced right, right. the winner yet right. today, but I mean, but this is the kind of, you know, I mean, we offer a really, like we believe in like the practical and the magical. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's like, that's this work is like, yes, we encourage people to like you know, lean into their, or I do, right? Lean into their woo. I'm not, I just don't want to speak for Sandy, even though I think she does too. <laughs> I do. Like lean into their woo-woo, but also like to know that like, these are real, like there are real things, real tools to like understand these like crazy times in your life right. and you know, how to move through them, right? Like to move that insight into action. And so that's what we really like. Yeah, we might talk about ritual, but then we're also going to talk about like logging your inner critic or, you know, looking at a certain aspect in your chart and like, you know, so, so yeah, it's like the practical. Or cleaning your closet. Or cleaning your closet. Oh my God, that has come up. And that was major for one of our one of our, one of our folks, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. her whole life. <laughs> right, right. Fascinating. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. That's uh starts, it starts with your own room, right? Before you want to change the world. Did you make your yeah. bed today? <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. So, wow. Great. Well, I think this sounds lovely. I'm so happy that you girls are my first guests for the the beginning of my new, the new structure of the podcast, actually. And oh. again, this is interesting because my Saturn return was when I started studying astrology um, 10 years ago, but I really opened the career at my Saturn return. And now at that, that square, I've 
relaunched the podcast, relaunched my brand, all of that to, to this accessible astrology, which is the culmination of the, the work, right? That I've been really working on and I'm just restructuring everything in it. And one of the things that I'm doing, and I want to end on this note, is I uh, one of the big pieces that I'm passionate about in the work that I'm doing is... I think like, like we just talked about, everyone kind of knows about astrology all of a sudden, which is like nuts and a miracle and amazing. And obviously we've contributed to the spread of astrological knowledge throughout the inner, inner um, webs and so on. And my fear though, because I, I am a fairly strong Saturn character, I have the South Node in Capricorn as well, is I, I've noticed a lot of people are becoming practitioners of mm-hmm of astrology, um, who haven't done their work and who also, I mean, I've been, I've, I'm, I've seen about 3000 clients at this point in my career. And just this weekend, I fucked up with a client, like really fucked up. Like I did a bad job and I acknowledge it. I sent this person an email as well. And one of the things that I want to start integrating into this, this, accessible astrology into the podcast is I want us to all acknowledge that we as practitioners play a very important role in people's lives, but I want us to also talk about when we mess up Mm. and to share that experience with listeners who are either working with clients, um, or who have been clients and who have had astrologers come to them. Like someone recently told me, someone said they were going to get murdered at 60 and, um, the son was going to watch this and he was going to avenge this, this woman murderer. That's not a thing you should say as an astrologer to somebody or, or anyone. Um, and, and that, but the thing is because it's an astrologer, it had a really, really deep impact because she, she saw it in the chart and she saw other things in the chart that did resonate. Right. So, so where's a time in your lives, um, in your career, Saturn, uh, that you have fucked up. And I'd love for you to share that, um, as kind of the last (laughs) terrible way to end the podcast, but um, (laughs) it's my first time doing this. So I'm going to have to like figure out how to, you know, weave this in, in a, in a more graceful way. Um, (laughs) it's um, really appropriate for this episode, especially, you know, cause we're like, it like we'll have we'll all be our own Saturn. Yeah, you, know, you got to do better. You got to figure out what you're learning from these mistakes. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's like if we don't all start to talk about the fact that we are not perfect. Like I know some people meet me and they're like, "Oh my god," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 human, 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 <laughs> human." <laughs> Fuck up, you know? Like yeah, right? let's be so human, and our it's so weird to be a human, and it's so like fragile and. Yeah. And, and strange. And we just like mess up and fall like face down in the dirt. Like we do so right. much. And let's I, talk I'm, about it, you know? Yeah. You go yeah. first. Cause I have a couple of things that I've been thinking about and I'm yeah, like, sure. how do I answer this question? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a hard one. So mine is more to the hypnosis side of things, you know, hypnosis. And I'm sure I've made a lot of mistakes in astrology too, <laughs> but I'll just pick one for today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is important because this was really like a uh, foundational moment when I was, pre- it was in my first six months of practicing hypnosis. And um, when you're doing hypnosis, your goal is to help the person relax and, um, and run through metaphor and symbolism that's going to help kind of groove a, a, the change that the person wants to bring in. And this 
is, you know, a lot of responsibility, really. Like hypnosis is a similar field to astrology and then both are not regulated. And that could be a whole podcast by itself. That would probably be really interesting. Oh my God, the Wild West. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wild West of transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a new hypnotist, what you do, what most people do, depending on what school of hypnosis you're, you're in and the one that I was trained in, what's really been common for many, many years is to find like a script and to use a script as part of the hypnosis. And that's wonderful to do because, you know, you have this kind of guideline and you can use that to help bring in the change. It's kind of like a tested thing that you're, you're basically you run the person through relaxation and you're using the script. If the person wants to quit smoking and you're going to remember like, oh, I should say X, Y, and Z, that's going to help them quit smoking. Right, right, right. Kind of thing. So that's really common. I'm now um, trained in another style of hypnosis that where I do a lot more imagination work and that's more fun. I'll still sometimes use scripts, which is great. Um, but I'm sorry, I realized I have to go faster. So what happened is I found a script. I didn't totally read it like really well. And I read it and I used it with my client who was working on healing some wounds around her mother. And then the script, it said like, imagine your mother in this like really dark room and that she's like alone by herself in there in a chair and you're going in to talk to her. And it painted this kind of like dark picture, but I wasn't really thinking about it because I was like in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then when I was done, my client was like, I was really upset that my mother was in this like dark lonely place like why did you say that Mm. you know and I was like I don't know (laughs) you know like I hadn't done my due diligence I hadn't like prepared myself I hadn't Mm. thought about it from like a deep perspective of like symbolism and like I don't know why you know like it's like you can't just find things and run around and like say them to people um so I you know I apologize we did a lot more work to kind of like bring that into another place and yeah, it was, I just felt like a real dumb move, you know, mm. like, why would you do that? Yeah. Right. And yeah. So you're, you're like really upset. You know? And so your learn from it was just more. Due to- yeah. I mean, take more agency, more due diligence, more preparation, you know, mm. like, and also just it was like nothing because a lot of more old fashioned scripts and stuff, they'll sometimes pepper in like some aversion therapy type things. And like, right, right. that means like, Oh, you smoking is going to make you feel right. you know, horrible when you smell a cigarette or whatever. Right. I don't do any of that stuff now. Like right. at all, like everything with me now is just purely positive mm-hmm. kind of like framing like that was the big lesson from that. It's just mm-hmm. like 100% it's all going to be really positive because you can't go wrong with that. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And um, Dana for you. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Um, you know, I, I think there's, I was sort of thinking about co- uh, some of the things that like, you know, have felt like over my practice. So it's been about seven years, um, that I've been like, Oh gosh, I wish me, I would have done that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say like what I've learned more is like, like I had a client um, and we did the whole body of work together. And then I was following up with her to do, uh, um, to get a testimonial. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you know, that didn't actually work for me. And like, we had worked together for like six months and I was like, oh my God, I had n- no idea. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was like, this is not what I thought I was going to share, but this is what just came up. It was like, what I, 
you know, what it occurred to me was like, even though I know that this work works, it was like that I wasn't necessarily like being, and I thought back along our practice, my practice with this one person. Um, and I went back through our notes cause I was just sort of like, what was happening? And I realized that like, I was sort of caught up more in the like, Oh, like, like I was like a little too Saturnian, you know what I mean? Like I was a little too in the structure to like really hear some of the feedback that I think she was giving me, Mm. but, but like, I don't know if I, you know, I make more concrete space for it now. So I get like a third of the way in and I check in with my clients. Like, how is this process going for you? How is this, you know, like, is there something you feel like really works or really doesn't work? Like I just give way more access to like be in the flow, knowing, cause I was like, Oh, well, you know, she didn't tell me, so what was I supposed to do? And there's a little part of me that will still feel that way when I think about that or if something else similar happens. Right. Um, but now I'm like, oh, but it's part of my job too and part of my role to like make that space, mm. you know, for, and to make sure that it feels really safe for people to like give feedback. So I feel like the mistake was just like, you know, like not necessarily like creating space for feedback in the process, right? Like I was focused on like their, you know, their inner work and not so much like, you know, I was like, I'm holding the container and now I'm so much more, you know, this was like many, many years ago, you know, now it's so much more like, oh, wait, hold on. We're sort of, we're holding this container. We're co-creating this container. Totally. Make sure it's like really integrous, like throughout the time. That doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but you know, there's so much more, um, communication about that. So there's not like an afterwards, like, well, yeah, we just did six months or together, but that didn't really work. Yeah. I think that's a huge point. I think one of the things I'm still learning and when I was younger, it was like, I had an agenda with clients and now really trying to work towards no, 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 no it's not my agenda. Like I see all this stuff in the chart and actually just to give my example, that's what I did this weekend. I was looking at what I thought was the most important. And then I I left very little time for what I think she actually needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that time the session was over and I had another client and I, I was very um, harsh with it. I said, this is what you need to know. And then I kind of cut the session. Cause I, cause I'm, I, I, planned my time badly. Like I have with this podcast as you girls need to get off now. So living, learning, I hope these examples will help those of you listening, recognize that it's a growing process. And and, and if you're a client and you've had a, a poor experience to, to know that the people we work with are, whether it's a astrologer or a life coach or a doctor or a plumber or a, a financial advisor, everyone's going to fuck up. And, and, and we have due diligence as clients to also speak up when we feel like it isn't um, right. Um, yeah. And so we, we're all learning this authenticity, especially with the, um, us being Pluto Libras. Um, we're learning Aries more and more every day to just be a little bit more honest, even if it hurts. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I hope that's been helpful. I hope those of you listening have enjoyed this. I've enjoyed it girls. Thank you. Yes. This is great. <laughs> so it's nourished. So fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't so think I'm going to cry until 5 a.m. Yeah. this morning. Oh, thank you so much for, for having us. And, and if folks want to join in on a free webinar on Please. Yes. April 5th, yeah. um, go to this link and join us. Go ahead and register before April 5th. Mm-hmm. And then that way we'll be able to remind you. 
but you could register probably on the morning of April 5th if mm -hmm. you needed to. But the link is bit.ly.com slash Saturn 333. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm going to have that everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> you name it, all over the, the, the YouTube and everywhere. And so um, bit.ly is B-I-T-L-Y dot com mm -hmm. um and uh slash saturn return three 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 follow that saturn, saturn, three, saturn. Three. oh god what did i say you saturn said, return oh saturn that's, um, that's right just look everywhere yeah so be sure to follow all of us on instagram to stay up to date with that and april 5th is um, the first bit of that and i hope all of you will get a lot of benefit from this as well so girls thanks so much for joining me thank, thank you this is so wonderful this is so beautiful and thank you for all the deep insight i have into my husband now from our <laughs> last yell yes and that's actually where i'll be going soon with yeah. the uranus opposition people who've got uranus and scorpio so <laughs> for that thank you thanks, it was girls. so good bye, bye.